Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. everybody, welcome to episode 216 of Red Wings Rant, where tirades and impassioned pleas for your Detroit Red Wings finally have a home! Yep, Mike, otherwise, it's just... F. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, no, what's fu- I mean, we, we did that in the last episode to talk about uh, Lucas Raymond and Mort Sider should be... Winning the Calder because we were having such a great time. We got to watch Lucas get an overtime winner. And then, Mike, as predicted, two games gave us the exact result we thought we were going to get. And the entire world is up in arms. Mike, grab your gun. Grab your pitchfork. Get your torch. Head on over to Jeff Blaschel's house and Steve Eisman's house. Because we got the exact results we expected. Let's get them. All right. Oh, I uh, thought we were going to arm Jeff to protect himself from <laughs> morons on Twitter. <laughs> Jeff, here's your torch and your pitchfork. Good luck. Um, yeah, it was uh, it, it was it was fun uh, to be on Twitter because all I caught was the third period and all I saw was wait a, one a minute, game. Wait a minute, wait a minute. So an undermanned Red Wings team got shellacked by two of the best teams in the league. Unbelievable, Blashell. Fired. Makes tons of sense to me. I I don't I don't want to push back too much because we know like Jeff is is again how many times have we said it on the show Jeff is not the guy to take this team into the playoffs and win a Stanley Cup we all know that but when your team Mike we said we predicted we said all right we're playing back to back we're playing one of the most I I don't know how how do you put it I mean they're just stacked. What we said, one, two, three, four lines. We can't compete at all when we jump down to lines two, three, and four. Like we can maybe keep up with line one to line one. And we still, that didn't happen last night. (laughs) And then they just keep throwing out these super talented forward lines at you. So yeah, six to two did happen. It was expected. Cut it out, you doofuses, with getting so angry about, I mean, you're not supposed to be happy about it. I get it. But we all predicted it. We all thought it was going to be a blowout. So what? Are, what are we doing? Come on! Yeah, I, I I don't I don't really know. Why are we getting so um, angry? Yeah, it's a it's a well polished machine, um, ready to win the Stanley Cup. Not not have a pretty good showing and win a round or two in the playoffs. Like they're trying to win the Stanley Cup this season, and uh, Red Wings are just trying to five hundred it a little bit, and uh, you know, kind of figure it out as you know another. Almost oh, a third of their roster is going to leave uh, in unrestricted free agency next year. So this, you know, there's a lot of guys who aren't even going to be here. And I think they're kind of set up in a way that, yeah, this this is not the foundation of, uh, you know, a winning Red Wing team. So I we, we kind of got what we expected. Right. Um, I think we knew this was going to be maybe, maybe the worst stretch uh, for this season. Um, with the Toronto games, with the Tampa games, the Florida games. Um, somehow we squeaked a couple out against 
you know, the Rangers and Carolina, which, you know, of those teams, I think those are, you know, maybe, maybe measuring sticks, things that might be a little bit easier for us to catch as opposed to, um, you know, the buzzsaw that is in Tampa or the, you know, the other frying pan that's also in Florida. So, you know, we, we jump from one into the other on a back to back on the road. And I think, I think we I mean, kind of, we got what we expected. Here's what they're rolling out, Mike. Um, they have like a point per game guy going all the way down to the third line. <laughs> say, say, you know, even on, on the defensive side, I mean, you know, Aaron X is going to be one of your top defensemen in the league. I, I just, so what I pulled up for everybody on the podcast, I just pulled up uh, their depth chart and then, you know, points for each player. And it's just, I mean, it it, it was going to hurt. I mean, I, I, when you're throwing Sam Reinhart with 52 points in 52 games, and clearly, you know, some of these points are inflated because they, they've had an absolute dynamite power play. Um, so it's just one of those things. Like when you are playing five on five, it's not going to go well. But also special teams, just an absolute disaster for the Wings this season. Going pretty good for Florida. So, yeah, it, it all, it's, it, I hate to do it, but. You got to bring up like, uh, right? Like everything's, it all went according to plan, right? We're bringing up the Joker from, from the Dark Knight. It's kind of relevant, right? Because everybody likes uh, Not Batman. Not anymore. There's actually apparently. a new Batman movie that came out. Oh, well, that's, I was going to use that to make it relevant. All right. Uh, Tristan pointing out uh, <laughs> the guys are actually played well last night. Hey, you know what, Mike? Broken clock. It's right twice a day. <laughs> you know what? Let's re-up. Give me five more years of that, baby. Five, five more years of DeKaiser. Yeah, he threw he threw a puck that Fabry bounced in off the net. I mean, DeKaiser's agent made uh, DVDs, Blu-rays, and TikToks of last night's game um, with the contract negotiations coming up. Yeah, um, yeah. Tristan yeah. also throwing uh, Tristan. What's going on, my man? Tristan also throwing out there. Heronic uh, disappointed me a lot this year. Yeah, I mean it, it's funny. Like that might have been a spot where you. We could have like crossed something off and said, "All right, we've got a Heronic. There's there's a spot in the lineup. We've got all set. It's not, it's not going great. All right, uh, but Mike, today uh, we don't need to go two hours because uh, this is. I think a lot of people want to be alone. You don't want to bang your head into this. the wall showing all the ineptitude <laughs> yeah. from the past two games, man. <laughs> Yeah, so we, yeah, we don't want to torture anybody and just keep going on and on about this game. Because uh, again, went according to plan, in our opinion. Um, but yeah, it was a couple of games that caused Twitter to, uh, again... Uh, Overreact. Oh, all right. I was just going to say, you know, men... O- overreact with pessimism. And I, I mean, there's no point in firing Blaschel. But I, I mean, you know, he went to the poker table with like a... a Two of hearts and like a four of spades. There wasn't a lot he was going to be able to do with that hand. So I, I don't know what we really thought. You know, it's, there's nothing he could do. I, I, I don't really know how to lay this, you know, responsibility on him. Um, yeah. Florida's playing for blood. And I, I, I'd also caution everybody too to, I mean, you want to fire Jeff. I don't, I don't think Steve is one to rush a coaching hire to finish out the season. So, right, like you could find somebody who could just find some like stable ground and just kind of get us through to the end of April. But more than likely, Mike, it's going to be like one of these two guys, right? Doug Oda. Are you sure you have them in the right order with the names? Because Yeah, it's just Baldy 1 and, and Baldy 2. And Blash is kind of bald right now, so it's really... He's been bald forever. He's super bald. They're... <laughs> And also, if you really want to stick it to Blashill, you don't want to fire him. You want him to stick around for the rest of this season because it's probably going to be right. more of the same. Right. You don't want to reward him and give him a bus ride home. <laughs> and it is kind of funny, too. I, I remember, I mean, uh, like we're dealing with the same problems, I feel like, with the power play um, when Bilesmo is holding it and now Tungay's power play isn't much better. <sighs> But we, everybody kept saying, like, oh, well, at least we got Bilesmo that can take over for Jeff. Um, <laughs> why? <laughs> like, it's not like they have the one assignment, um, and it's not going well. <laughs> so well, I, what I'm I curious, 
What I'm curious yeah. to see are the think pieces um, that that get written in a couple weeks uh, when the power play gets gets a little warmer. I won't I won't say like you know oh, right <laughs> hot, but it'll be like room temperature at gazpacho. What's like wow, Tange's Tange's plays are really working. No, it's just that Verona came back. You know, or, <laughs> did he suddenly become hot as a as a power play specialist coach, or is it the Verona factor? Yeah, I mean, I love that you just said that because that's probably the best point. It's going to make the biggest difference for this team. I mean, we just went, Mike. We're still a 500 team. We've gone more than half the season without arguably our... I mean, right, can we say like our best winger? I mean, it's not like there would have been an argument going in. Like Tyler Bertuzzi has had a great season, obviously. Right, like we would have gone into this season and said our most skilled wing goal scorer. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I think I added enough caveats that you can't really debate. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, but wait, yeah, Bertuzzi. I, oh, well, okay. He's I, uh, still better, like you know, power wing. But I, I was called a blast shill on uh, on Twitter last night. But I, again, yeah, I, the blast payroll, huh? I don't. Yeah, exactly. I don't think I can. I don't think I can say it enough that this isn't about keeping Blashell as your coach forever. This is just about how silly a decision it is to fire your coach in uh, March when your team was on the way to the bottom anyway. I, I don't yeah, know. this isn't I, like a stacked, underperforming <clears throat> Red Wings team. This is about a 500 roster playing about 500 hockey. So <laughs> he's doing exactly what he should be doing. It's not like firing Blashell is gonna rejuvenate the team and you know the boys will get all fired up and just start you know hamming them out you know six to two the other way it's not the case we don't we don't have the defensive core uh we only have like two scoring lines just not so let, yeah let's let's back up a little bit because we wanted this episode to be what's steve eiserman's next big move and kind of get everybody thinking positive again um I mean, what we're kind of doing right now is i mean you know flash could be fired Today, he could be fired tomorrow morning. It could happen. I am just saying, you know, maybe we can even make the argument that that's not a big move because it's going to happen eventually and we all see it coming. Um, so you'd really have to hope for like the next big signing, right? Like that's the next big move. So Steve bringing in uh, a big name coach. And I know a lot of people like are getting excited. I, I was looking at old articles like the <laughs> it's funny. Um, it was a top three list of coaches to bring in two of them already have jobs one's in vancouver uh the other's in new york um but then the third name on the list was igor larianov and this was written two years ago i think or maybe a year ago and now there's a new article that came out and it was kind of the same game (laughs) two guys who already have jobs and then the third name on the list was sergey fedorov (laughs) matt you um, know we rescued him from russia before we could do it again We got to get Keith Gave on the phone. Keith, we need you over in Russia. We got. We need you to go save Sergei Fedorov again. What? <laughs> What's he doing over there this time? All right. Um, I heard things are a little tense over there right now. Um, <laughs> is it a priority uh, to get Fedorov out of there? And yeah, that uh, that might not work out. Uh, all right. So, <laughs> any whoozles? I, I do think. Uh, I do think there's a more grand plan uh, than to just fire Jeff on March 6th and then scramble to figure it out by the end of the season. Uh, so to that point, guys, again, let's cross that one off the list. Next big move for Steve Eiserman, not a coach. Um, however, we've established a lot here. Uh, Tristan threw out there. Uh, trade deadline, off season can't come quick enough. Mike? Oof. Let's talk about that for a sec. Uh, Silver's right there. I concur. I hope we have opportunities this trade deadline. Uh, let's see what else. Is, is anything else come up that, that <laughs> agreed with those sentiments? Um, I really Here's Joel. Joel says, I really want the Wings to shed players, tank the rest of the season. Future's bright. This is our last opportunity to get a top pick. Find a center. Certainly Finally, feels that Eric. way. Eric helping us move on to Blashless Sting. All right. Thanks, Eric. We're all we're all on board, right? We're good. End of the season. We don't have to like can I just say too, like, I, I don't think 
in two months, anybody's going to come in and like fix Zadina. You know what I mean? So let's just get to this end of the season. I think as far as we know, Blashill's year by year. And if there's the right coaching yeah, he's opportunity. Like, uh, he's like LeBron James, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I think on this show with who's watching right now, we're all in agreement. Jeff getting fired is not the next big move. So Mike, to Tristan's point, trade deadline, offseason can't come soon enough. Mike, do we have, is the next big move a trade? So we talked about it. Uh, Tristan brought up a great candidate for us to maybe get some good value, especially with, uh, I think he's got, what, 100 points now in his career? Or over? He, he's definitely over that because that was a little bit ago. Um, Can I, well, he's making four this, point Matt, Yeah, for the trade I'll deadline, stop. let's just say this real quick. Um, we will not be buyers. That, <laughs> that narrative is over. You think? Iserman's <laughs> like, no way am I giving up draft picks uh, for anybody. Any, I'm not giving up draft picks for Hurdle the Turtle. I'm sorry. That is done. No, hey, that, You know what? I will say, Mike, I am aware of one person <laughs> on this planet that was still calling for it. I was. Yeah. I was like very excited for Hurdle the Turtle. I can't, I can't stop saying that. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, we're definitely not going to be buyers. And I think the scariest thing is we want to be sellers. Do we have anybody we can really sell and get value for? I think that's that's the scariest part of what where this season has gone. Uh, because ideally, you, you want to get something back, and the only guys who are really going to fetch a real return, uh, we're not trading Lucas, obviously. We're not trading Cider. We're not trading Larkin. <sighs> At this point, I'd be shocked if we traded Bertuzzi. So, I, I mean, is Nick Letty really going to get a return? Um, as far as guys that are, you know, with, you know, no more time left on their deals. The only you know, we're gonna thing, be we're not getting a second round pick for him. I'll tell you that right now. The only thing we have going for us in regards to the Nick Letty thing is going to be dependent on what the market looks like, how many teams want a veteran defenseman, how many teams need a left side defenseman, yeah, how many teams need a guy who has performed well in the playoffs in the past. Uh but once that number dwindles, you, you either have to move Nick now uh, because there's still enough teams that need a defenseman, and that's where you're kind of losing out. No, like but we maybe. need a defenseman. Huh? We need a defenseman. Yeah. I. What are you saying? You want to keep Nick Le- I mean, Nick Letty's gone that at just, the end of the season, so we're, I'm talking about moving him. for the rest of this season. It might, it might get really bad. I don't know who's next in line after he's gone, but... Woo, it looked pretty it looked pretty bleak this week, man. These past seven games. Yeah. I mean, it's not like you look at you have opportunities on the left side. I mean, Lashoff's probably the easiest one to call up, because uh, he at least has a ton of experience on the pro side. I mean, you're probably looking at what, a, would a be fourth fun. round pick? Huh? A fourth round pick? Well, that's that's where I was going with this conversation. Um, at the start of the season, uh, there were there was a survey out for the fans that Jay Fresh ran, uh, and I think he ran it again. And um, there there's there's like nine percent of fans think that Nick Letty could fetch a first round pick. Now, they're stupid. They're morons, right? Mm-hmm. No way. But that number has been thrown out. That's kind of like in today's NHL because there's so many players to watch. And I 1000% believe there is <laughs> like a group. I, I don't know. I, I think there there is the possibility that depending on how many people need a defenseman again, I was, I was, this is really convoluted, but just to kind of sum it up, depending on how many people need a Nick Letty, if it worked out, I think because the conversation has started that he could fetch a first, I think where we're at right now is getting a third. And if that team makes it to the conference finals, we get a second. That's like, let's do a conditional pick, right? Let's go in that direction. We'll figure, we'll, we'll figure think, it out that way. Cause that, that's, that's your best bet. I think that's, yeah, that's really optimistic. I, I would almost say it'd be a fourth and then a third, depending on performance. Um, How about, all right. You're, well, let's do let's do fourth in a second. Because if you're making it to the conference finals, it's like, come on, 
You may, you're you're one step away from the cup. Give us a All second. Right, listen, if this guy leads you to a Stanley Cup victory, you always go first. Or nothing. Let's make a real gamble on this trade, Matt. We'll take okay. nothing. It's Stanley Cup or bust with Nick Letty, Matt. I don't know how you do that, but I think you just you're saying like a seventh round pick because a conditional kind of first it. round pick. That's what we're saying. <laughs> if you win the Stanley Cup, but you have to take the Kaiser as well. No, it's not going to happen, man. I think I think you're going to be a little bit bummed at this trade deadline. Well, here you're going to have to wait till the off season. That's that, and that's fine um, for Nick Letty. I think is what you're saying because there's also that opportunity to move Zadina. And Eric Johnson brings up, he saw that Iserman was up in the owner's box for Florida and Ottawa game. And is the next big move, Mike, possibly, I know this has been thrown out a lot, but Eric Brandstrom for Zadina. And I say for Zadina because we brought him up a minute ago. But uh, possibility? What do you think? I I don't know. I, I, I don't know. All right. So I'll throw it this way. Matt, yeah. uh, you've got two guys that are basically like uh, could could have high end. And right now their production isn't super great. So I guess my question is, Mike, when we say Steve Eisman's next big move, does that count to you as a next big move? We're basically throwing two guys that are on similar tracks right now. And we're just getting um, we're getting potentially a left side defenseman, which could fill, you know, that full fills an obvious need for us, especially if it works out. And then um, Zadino just, I mean, if, if you want to make the argument, we've developed him in the wrong direction and see what Ottawa can do. I, I would, I would probably be stunned by that move. Um, if only because the way eisenman has been drafting this team. And I, when I say the word roller coaster, I don't mean, up and down performance wise. I mean, you must be this tall to be a Detroit Red Wing draft prospect. Uh, and Brandstrom coming in at five foot nine is a little under what Eisman's been doing uh, defensively and what it looks like he's been doing in the minors. Um, and especially so far with, you know, the actual major league team, the way we're going to phrase it. So him being a little guy kind of underperforming, I, I don't know if this is really the move for us. Um, I know what you're saying, but you do uh, need to me, diversify. That's going to be a no for me, Doug. You got to diversify that talent, though. Well, that's I why think. we're diversifying with uh, six foot four guys and six foot eight guys. <laughs> Just go even bigger. So that that's a no from you, Doug. Um, that's going to be a no for me, Doug. I'm going to say also for me, not like a not the next big move. I think I think it's going to shake social media. Uh, but, uh, I, I don't know if that's the big move because that's not one where we're like, all right, now we're moving into playoff conversations. Right. Um, so we're, we're, uh, I think, uh, Tristan was on board with, with us there too. Um, I did have another one in here. I wanted to throw at you, Joel through, uh, trading Moronic. We just brought him up a second ago. I, I was a second away from actually saying his name. And then, uh, you, you took us in another direction, but, uh, Mike, how about how about we trade we trade a full lot? You get a D pairing. You get a Heronic and a Nick Letty for a first round pick. <laughs> no, I'm just. Um, I think that uh, who says no would be the NHL in terms of a first rounder. I think they would be able to get a second rounder from somebody though. Do you think? Uh, I mean, with Heronic, who has established himself as a guy who can play a ton of minutes for your team, so he's playing in a bunch of different spots. You know, that mm -hmm. that means you are getting a power play guy and a penalty kill guy, getting a guy that can play on your first pair. Uh, just hasn't had a lot of success, so those minutes can work out. Uh, but clearly, I think the track of his career is going to be one of those two special teams aspects <laughs> falling off and him falling down in minutes. Um, but with that being nope. said, if you collect a second round pick for Heronic, is that is that enough? Because that I mean, once you get out of the, I'll remind everybody: once you get out of the top ten in the first round, I mean, we're not talking for sure NHLers anymore. So if we're collecting a second we're for not, Heronic, we're not talking we for have... sure Grand Rapids Griffins anymore. <laughs> you know, like um, exactly, like we're talking now. We're now we're gambling with Heronic, and we're saying that he's not good enough. 
He's still, I mean, what are we talking here? Let me, I had this up a second Listen, ago. This is one of the league leaders in empty net goals. I don't know why we're so quick to dismiss uh, uh, Heronic here. <laughs> I, I would say still, and probably more like, we want to get away from the word reasonable. Like we're getting further away from reasonable cap hit at 4.4 million and probably just like can stomach the cap hit. Like it doesn't kill us kind of feel uh, for Heronic 4.4 million. Uh, he's eating up 5.4% of the cap, but he's 24 years old. Right. So I think if you say goodbye to him, that's uh that's a scary prospect. Cause then you're going into next season with cider. <laughs> That's true. And hopefully got, Edmondson. And you've got Lindstrom, who's had a couple of rough games in a row after we've been touting him pretty hard uh, all season. And Osterley, uh, it's been kind of rough. You know, he can't, he can barely make the healthy scratch. So, yeah, yeah it's a, uh, it's a dangerous I know that prospect. Is not a, you know, he's not an all star, but you got to, you know, as Iserman is uh, so famously put, you got to ice a team. So I think he's worth more to us than punting on a gamble second round pick. No, can I, I say I, though? To Joel's, point, to Joel's yeah. point, though, if that did happen, that would be a big Steve Eiserman move. That would be saying a lot about this team. Not good stuff, <laughs> mind you, but that would be saying a lot about this team if Aronic was moved. Um, it would mean we're probably a lot like Steve sees a team that is a lot further away from winning than maybe we give this team credit for. Uh, Mike, I'm going to I'm going to throw this out there. Um this is just for the conversation of what would be the next big move. And I think this would be a huge move because I think you fetch a lot. But Daco, like for all the podcast listeners who can't read what he wrote, trade Verona. Well, uh, I mean, that's uh, certainly on the table. Uh, I don't think we have necessarily any. We have two untouchable players uh, vying for a rookie of the year this year. Uh, Verona, not a untouchable player for the right, um, you know, sweet offer, but that would really have to blow us away. I feel like at this point, uh, that would, that would, you know, include a first round pick plus NHL player plus prospect, I would think. Um, now I, I, I'm pretty sure here with, uh, Doc's mention, uh, of taking an Arizona D man, he's talking about, uh, Jacob Churchin. And he's been probably on the top of everybody's list since, uh, I mean, you're talking about a guy who's got a $4.6 million cap hit and probably and plays well above uh, the talent level of, of Heronic. Uh, so you're talking about a very affordable contract for a guy that uh, knows his position and, and plays it perfectly. And you've got that contract for four years. He's 23 right now. So his next big contract is probably going to be too big to stomach, but I, I'm going to say this. You have your left side defenseman uh, uh, of of Churchman, and then you could, at that point, maybe make Heronic work a little bit better because now he's got a legit left side defenseman. Um, and then you're bringing over for two other defensive pairings, possibly going Cider on one and Edmondson on another. Mike, that uh, that full six six D man lineup looks really good at that point. But um, I think I think you're giving up. And maybe it's worth it, but uh, you're probably giving up a first round pick too. I think I think Arizona's looking for a little bit more than Verana. So I, I don't know if you can go one for one on that, to be completely honest. Maybe. Yeah. Um, all right. I am trying to get through all these comments here, and there's like 10 comments uh, rolling down. I, I don't know, Mike, if, if well, yeah, that's throw enough for you. Yeah, throw a few in there because then we can kind of touch on. Well, I got to read them. I was going to have you uh, do some filler, filibustering. <laughs> yeah, uh, I man, I don't. I I would be stunned um, if that move happened. Um, and I know that this Red Wing team, you know, if you look at the cap sheet, they're next season going to be in a pretty scary spot. We really need some prospects to like come up and also cider their way into the NHL because uh, everybody's going to be a free agent outside of the outside of uh, you know our boy Mo. Um, I just. I guess the only thing that would give me pause about whether or not this trade is actually on the table is what it, we're not giving up draft picks. That's not, Iserman's not going to do that. Um, but are you closer to building out a top, like, like six defensemen or are you closer to getting a couple, you know, lines together up top? Um, 
then it kind of feels like once you have Verona, you have a couple lines. So I don't think we need to necessarily take another step back with that and then, you know, keep playing Boggle with, you know, let's try Nemesnikov up there. Let's try Zadina in the top six. Um, you know, we still have Fabry up there, and bless his heart, he did score uh, in both of the Florida debacles. But, you know, I think ideally, man, what a team we'd be if he's on the third line. Um, I just don't think based on the way our, our prospects are coming in. I don't know if we have a Verano style guy waiting in the wings. Uh, we don't really have that replacement. Um, should, should he be traded like that? Um, where we, we do have the defensive prospects. We, we do have, you know, the hosses coming up, you know, either next season or the year after. Um, so I, right. I would be stunned, um, uh, if that move were to transpire, Matt, um, because again, we, we don't have, I don't think we have the organizational goal scoring depth, uh, but we are going to have the defensive prospects come up. Yeah. And I, I think some people might get excited at, at what you said, because uh, we, we have seen some good performances this year across Hannes, Carter Mazur, uh, Ma Robert Master Simone. Uh, they're all, they're all close to a point per game. Um, I think uh, who we're talking about there too, except for cross who's playing in the WHL. We're, we're seeing a lot of good NCAA performances. So, uh, like, those are fun, but you guys got to remember, like, we're, we're, we're talking about two more steps up. We're talking about those performances have to also translate into the AHL, which you could make the argument which one you think is better if you probably just goes in line with where you're a bigger fan, AHL or NCAA hockey. And then move it up to the pro level. So um, those are two big steps. Uh, I got to remind everybody for the uh, the NCAA guys that are playing pretty well. So I think I think you're right, Mike. That That is a huge asset to lose and one that we saw performing just under the abilities of Austin I mean, Matthews. Now, if you're, if you're trading, let, let me say this. You, yeah. if, if you're playing just under Austin Matthews, but you have the cap hit of Verona, I, uh, right? Like you you pay for Austin Matthews because he's going to be, he's going to be in the heart trophy conversation. We don't expect that necessarily for Verona at any point. We could get lucky, but again, this is, this is a more affordable, first line asset which i think is is huge it don't mean well, we can roll a, out a florida Panthers a, lineup eventually like uh piggyback on what you're saying if if you're really counting on these you know a couple of those names you dropped um you know replacing verona matt you're looking at like 2025 so that means you're looking at two more years of toilet while you're waiting for these guys to to step up for two years and prove it at an nhl level so I, I think that's a scary prospect, and that means that you really uh, don't don't see um, you know the growth out of this team, and you're you're really buckling down. So again, we could grade it; would be a huge move, but probably more negative than positive. That'd be a depressing move. I think. Yeah, that would hurt. Like, oh no! I guess we're really far behind. The NHL season has been packed with dirty dangles, hat tricks, and big wins as the action rolls on. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has your shot to win big, too. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's right. A bump in the win column for your team means free bets for you. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you still have a shot to light the lamp. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NHL team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. 21 and over. Restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Tristan uh, wants to remind us why new power still available. Oh Here we go. Let's get, let's Here get comes the new up. power propaganda. Here it comes. <laughs> <laughs> um, not, nothing, you know, not to be sour on, on, on new power, but again, you know, that's, that's an option for us to fill out the lineup, but, uh, so it's more that's more of the ISA team conversation, Mike. If we're gonna be moving some of these guys, we have a new power that can fill in. We have a new power that can fill in, but um, not necessarily a new power. 
<laughs> well done. Man. All right. I really uh, like Mike, uh, last yeah. name for trade deadline, Daco, Fabry. <sighs> is that you want to trade the Florida killer? Are you sure you want to give up? Huh? <laughs> yeah, he really uh uh absolutely would not have been a close game in Tampa without Fabry knocking in that empty net goal. Cider <laughs> raced through end to end <laughs> to get a shot on that. It squeaks through. Um, Few guys can ride the coattails of upper echelon talent like Robbie Fabry. <laughs> also, uh, Danny DeKaiser bouncing one off Fabry for him to score a goal. So that's uh again. Tristan's yeah, just, all about it. Get rid of Fabs. Oh no. Yeah, it's uh, well, it's not about let's get rid of them. Um, I just what are we getting for him? You know? I think no, and I you know I what? still to feel Tristan's, like he has more value for us. To Tristan's point, though, I mean, like if we're trying to do something exciting, what's the next big move? Like that's the question we're answering. Like that that's a big move where you can fetch something back. But I don't think Iserman sees him as the worst defensive forward on the squad because otherwise they wouldn't have given him that contract they just gave him, right? So I don't know what kind of message that sends as a, as a general manager acquiring talent to be like, hey, I'm going to give you a, a big old contract and then get the F out of my office. <laughs> it's a very mixed message there. So another spot where I, I would I would be pretty shocked if you re-sign a guy like that and then move him. Uh, don't forget those bad penalties, too. Good point, Tristan. Um, all right. So, Mike. Tristan, Iserman doesn't care about any of that. He doesn't care about the bad penalties. Get this man a piece of paper and some ink. I want him on our team. (laughs) Jesus. None Um, of those things matter. All right. So I think I think ultimately what we're saying is there's some guys who are gonna move at the trade deadline. And as hardcore Red Wings fans, of course, we can all be excited to get some draft picks. And or so, the guys coming up from Grand Rapids. Very exciting to talk about at that time. I can't wait to see some of them, right? Not the yeah. big move. So we're saying, Mike, maybe free agency. Do you think we're making that big? Are we making a big stink in free agency? I mean, we better. <laughs> oh, boy. Better. That is, a, okay. Now, that is a very choice word. Yeah, I mean, you got um, a lot of cap space, so uh, hopefully you can actually use it, and uh, it's this is still an attractive destination. Because, say, if you play defense, come on down! <laughs> well, we did. I mean, we did play the game earlier, uh, earlier in the season of, are these guys actually going to come over? And we tried to wait, like, you know, is Hurdle going to want to actually sign with Detroit? Do we have to hope that the Iser plan is enticing enough? And, I, I you know, honestly, I, I can't sit here and tell you right now that it is. And then, of course, I think everybody, uh, you know, ever since we came out with our episode, everybody's jumped on the Hampus Lindholm train. And uh, we're all really excited uh, to give that one a shot as well to kind of, I mean, that that process for us, right? Like, that's one, uh, we don't expect him to be the most expensive defenseman um, to come out of this uh, this year's crop. That's a big crop. It's a big crop. Uh, He's got a goose suit on. Defensive (laughs) uh, free agents. Um, But it's still going to be a significant hit. Uh, But to the extent, too, that we're we're getting some left-side defensemen. And we're trying to also, you know, I I think a part of this, too, is we're trying to answer this question of, like, are we making a big enough move to upgrade this team into playoff conversation piece next year? Where, again, I think a lot of people shied away because we got – Shellacked pretty hard, uh, you know, a few times in the last couple of months, uh, let alone the last week. We get shellacked pretty hard. People are taking a step back, you know, trying to say it, it, playoffs are going to be tough to come by. Um, I still say in today's NHL, I think playoffs are very easy to come by. I think it's, I think it's being a Stanley Cup contender that's that's harder to come by. Uh, but any hoozles, Mike, clearly. Big move can come. We can pick up a center. We can pick up a left side defenseman. They can make a huge difference. I'm going to put my finger on free agency. And we have one more to discuss of what that next big move would be. But I, I'm going to put my finger. That's our next big move. I think uh, the idea of a trade is still very tough for me. Um, I, 
I uh, I didn't realize. I, I mean, like, you know, we, we talk about the being a 500 team, right? But I think in the start of the season, we were like, hey, you know, at home, we're not so bad. Uh, but now the home numbers, like the win-loss record, is starting to catch back up to the away record. Um, so as we as we kind of tumble down the standings again, um, I didn't realize what a rude awakening we were in for when we played against teams that really care, that have talent, and they wipe the floor with us. Um, it's just a bloodbath uh, offensively. They score a ton of goals defensively. We're just Swiss cheese. Um, so I, I, I'm a little, I'm a little frightened, Matt. So I don't see us. I don't know if I see Eiserman making another second round pick for a 30 year old defenseman trade. Um, they're they must make a splash in free agency. They must. Um, you have the cap space to do it. You better get, you know. God, every Detroit legend better be out there um, pimping out and advocating how about how fun it is to be in Detroit uh, because we desperately <laughs> need this to work out because I don't think we really want to trade any of our assets. We really need to hoard every possible prospect that we have. Um, and it, I, I think we have to absolutely, we absolutely have to hit home runs with all this money coming off the books. That is imperative to this team's future. Otherwise, shit, if if we fail on free agency, Matt, then, yeah, you probably do have to trade people like Koronik. Because that is going to be a much longer well, rebuild if you, if you don't make a splash. I I don't know if, if, that, if that necessarily lines up in my head. Um, like, I mean, if you, if you don't get a huge... Uh, asset at, at free agency. I think it just means this next season we don't have to get too excited about. There's still going to be opportunities to move uh, some pieces. Like, like if we're saying like this is our last big shot at, at picking up a major asset in the draft, and then we want to take a step forward into playoff conversation. Well, now you've got a ton of draft assets that maybe you can move uh, to get a more valuable piece. And um, I. We'll have the cap too. Like it won't be, we'll, we'll be one of those teams where that won't be an issue. Um, even if we sign a major free agent. Um, so how, how do I want to put this? I think, um, I think, I think we'll be fine if a big free agent splash doesn't happen. I'm just saying, I think that's the next big space for one. Uh, but finally, and, and you guys could vote too. Um <laughs> The last, the last option is if that doesn't happen, Mike, to your point, because this would be your pick if uh, if you thought we weren't going to make a huge splash in free agency or if uh, Detroit didn't look like uh, the best place to land right now. Of course, if you're signing a long contract and, uh, you know, we know like there's a guy out there named Klingberg who's looking for a super long contract, he might know that if he signed with Detroit, he'll be here long enough for it to work out. Uh, but barring that, Mike, I think this is the guarantee the next big move for the Iser plan is just bring over Edvinson and Soderblom. Now, what is that? That means a lot. If that is our next big move, I will be honest. That doesn't mean that that's where the next time we get to be excited about this roster. But man, oh. it either means we couldn't get the job done in free agency. We don't have good enough assets for the rest of the NHL to have moved any of our guys to be exciting. Uh, or we've made a decision as an organization that we need to see more from these prospects before we're willing to spend some dough, which means our timeline could be way off, um, which is scary. That's, that's another scary prospect, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think we at the start of this season we we're kind of like tickled, like, hey, maybe uh, maybe Lucas and and Mo, will, you know, make the squad. You know, maybe they'll uh, really impress us in tryouts. And now, what are we fifty-ish, sixty games into this season? And by God, where the fuck would we be without those two guys? Easily two of our <laughs> best players. Oh my God, could you imagine this season if uh, they made the the choice to put Lucas in Grand Rapids? And we had just been playing this. Oh, my God. Uh, this, by the way, uh, for anybody watching on YouTube, sorry for podcast listeners, uh, brought up, this is every NHL player, Mike, every NHL forward, sorry, um, and, and how far away we are from just, like, being in more of a competitive level. 
so what we're showing here is a graph of expected goals for and expected goals against. And most of our boys are either in low event, which is, you know, means you're you're stopping chances. Uh, you're not getting chances. You're also stopping them. Uh, you're, <laughs> I like how, how this graph is put together. Uh, the third quadrant is down bad. Oh, wait, no. Is that the fourth quadrant? How does that go? It's first quadrant, top left. Does it go um, clockwise? Does anybody remember math class? Anyway. I don't remember. <laughs> most of our guys are, are found in the down bad section, uh, which means you don't get a lot of chances and you give up a ton, including our boys. Uh, you've got Fabry in there. You've got Zadina, Suter. Veritable who's who of uh, Red yeah. Wings here. Uh, kind of sad. Valeno is looking to be our worst forward, which kind of breaks my heart a little bit um, on this graph. But, uh, Mike, we have everything is happening as the top left of this graph. That means you're getting a ton of chances. You're also giving up a ton of chances. And that's where we find our boy Dylan Larkin, Tyler Bertuzzi, and Lucas Raymond. So our, our, you know, for most of the season was our top line. Um, so I only brought up this graph just to sort of illustrate, maybe there's a point to how far away we are. Um, and to the point of our next big move being just bringing over more prospects and seeing how that lines up. Because clearly there isn't really anybody who snuck into one of these better sections of, uh, the, you know, being uh, dominant on two ways of getting a ton of chances and limiting some. When a lot of that has to do with, you know, the boys around you. Um, I will I will remind everybody because uh, you kind of see how these guys are clustered as as lines. I saw somebody say on Twitter the other day that advanced analytics separate the individual from who plays around them. And this is somebody trying to make the argument that Michael Bunting should be the Calder winner. Uh, no, they don't. And it's very clear that advanced analytics do not separate you from the line. Um, they are on ice stats, which means you are benefiting from somebody else's play. They are benefiting from your play. It's not an individual shot on net. It is the shots on net while you are on ice. So very, very wrong in that assessment, ladies and gentlemen. If you look at advanced stats and don't take into account who they play with. <laughs> Just had to throw that out there. I I couldn't believe that somebody said that and nobody called him out. But yeah, Mike, Michael Bunting uh, getting a lot of help from his uh, <laughs> all-star heart candidate uh, line mates. If I may. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I don't, I'm not a big fan of the bunting Woo! propaganda. No, get out yeah. of here. All right. So clearly, um, you know, we're not really surprising anybody with the conversation of saying like Edmondson coming over is going to be fun to consume. Uh, we'll be excited. And don't forget to Elmer Soderblom. Right. I think Soderblom actually might be the more fun one to talk about. But, I, you know, him being on the roster doesn't mean we're Stanley Cup contenders. No. Uh, so, Mike, are, are, are we saying... Can we even count that really as as the Iser plan's next big move? Because we're all kind of guaranteeing Edmondson is getting a shot next year. We also you can't you can't look at Soderblom and say that's our difference maker. I think we could be really excited to I, see. I him look at and him I, and say that exact thing every time I fire it up the, on YouTube. Shut up, go away. All right, that's it. I've never I'm seen a unicorn that can skate. Man, how do they get the skates on those hooves? <laughs> He's just, if you've ever wanted to see a, a skating unicorn, my place. God, fire up the Solterbloom highlights. Man, is that fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know what I'm saying, right? Like, uh, do we really count that as the next big move? Um, I don't know. I, I'm okay. I'm okay saying yes, because it'll be really exciting for Edmondson. You're laughing. <laughs> is it the next big move? Uh, I think it's... Well, uh, I, the re like when you say a big move, like... Wow, who saw that coming? Like I do, because there's nobody on this team, so it's just kind of an inevitability at this point. Wow, uh, was that flavor, Flav? Uh, yeah, we'll say wow. it's a little flavory, little flavor, flavor in there. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's gonna happen because we don't really have any defensemen. So, yeah. Um, Mike, we have. I'm gonna go to the comments here. Um. Right, we, have, we have a few people that want to uh, want us to explore uh, Martin Netches. Mm. We've had this before. We've pulled up this graph before, and this is where I have some pause. 
Here it comes. Oh boy. <laughs> of course, from the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, he's uh, is this point nine million? I think uh, we've got listed on here. Look, we spend a lot of time dissecting these um, charts and stuff that we can steal from people who are able to uh, use Excel very well. <laughs> They're really good at using Excel. Um, now, to my own argument that Michael Bunting shouldn't be a Calder candidate because his advanced stats do not separate the player from the line. Um, there's still a lot to like about Martin, but um, I mean, there isn't too much where I'm looking at this and saying this is our difference maker. So sure, we can explore a contract. Uh, we can take a look at him. I, I just, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to be like this, this for me. And maybe I'm, maybe I'm a bozo. This for me, Mike is just about as exciting as if we picked up Pew Suter. It's at, it's at that same level. And I think a lot of people are going to throw shade. I, I right now looking at this, this is as, as advanced as we could get. We got a chart here that shows Martin to be a 35% projected war percentage. Uh, he's only 22. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, I, I'm not, I don't know. I can't, I'm not getting right, let me excited, throw a real curve ball excited at you. about this. Let me I'm throw sorry. a real curveball at you. Yeah. Would you even trade Zadina for him? Ooh. Hmm. Does still feel like the deep cut stuff? I think it still slightly favors Zadina. That's a good question. I think we could pull up our boy. I'm happy to be wrong. Oh! -ho! <laughs> <laughs> All right, Zadina, thirty-six percent projected WAR, and you know what? What? What was he? What? I think uh, he was thirty-five. Thirty-five. Okay, so yeah, yeah. you've got more value in Zadina. No, it's uh. <laughs> That was okay. That was pretty funny. You're right, Mike. How did you know? This is just by the eyeball test. You could tell Zadina. I had a, better. I had a feeling. I just kind of looked at him. <laughs> um, look I, again. I'm not making the point that you don't go after him. I'm making the point that uh, it, it would be fine. Uh, he'd be a fine gentleman to look at and hand a contract over to. Uh, it's just not one that I'm going to label the next big move by the Detroit Red Wings the same way that I would label. Hurdle or Lindholm again, big move to me because that means so much that you're you're going to invest money in guys that are at that point in their career where they could be declining, but you're going to invest a ton of money because you want to take advantage of um, you know whatever they can get you at that point uh, to make sure that they're you're taking advantage of those cider years and the, the Raymond years and especially the years before you have to start paying them crazy money. So again, that's where my head's at with big move. Um, I yeah, guess I mean, that's just, look, that, that'd be like having two Zadinas on the team, unless you trade Zadina for him. I mean, the argument too would be you haven't seen them play together. So, and I, I know you're laughing. I, I kind of do say that like uh, half tongue in cheek. I, I just, again, to me, man, just think uh, of Netches playing on a Verona line, huh? Wow. Yeah. Just well, think of I, you, you or know, me playing on a Verona line. Ooh. What's funny, I, I think if we pull up uh, Hampus here, this this isn't necessarily going to get us all juiced up either. You ready for this one? Oh, no. This is our boy that we want on this team. Uh, just <laughs> grip that table, Mike. I don't know if you're ready for this. I might fall out of the camera. I don't know. Oh, uh, no! Hampus, what happened? <laughs> Now, yeah, he had you. You can see he was above fifty percent, nineteen twenty, twenty twenty one, taking quite a dip this year um, in regards to those advanced stats. And again, you're you're paying Hampus. You know, um, I think the argument with who we were just talking about with Netches is that you you don't like Hampus is going to be collecting a huge contract, um, and you you're not necessarily making that same argument. Um, for Natchez. I, I think uh, maybe if, if Carolina, and we've talked about this before, if they can't afford to bring him aboard, that's where maybe you could take advantage of that and play the restricted uh, free agent game. Um, Ampus, though, don't have to play that game. He gets to play the UFA game. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I can I can I do one more while we're doing this? We're doing this live. Again, for everybody on the podcast, I do Man, apologize. Do Dave Fresh's uh, 
we're in Jay Fresh's little uh, uh, player grader. Um, I just want to look at the difference between Nick Letty and Hampus Lindholm and keeping in mind that at least with Nick Letty, and before I hit go on this, Nick Letty is a trade piece that you kept on your team that you knew you were going to move or at least try to move. Hampus is your boy. Hampus is the guy you're sticking with. So if you sign him, this isn't the same situation. Okay. All right. All right. So it is an upgrade. It's 18% projected war for Nick Letty, 30% for Hampus. So, right. I think, whew. all right. We weren't that far off. All right. So we are getting an upgrade. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, again, according according to um, Jay Fresh and all the numbers that he collects from down top down hockey and I guess cap cap friendly doesn't really count. He's just pulling the cap number. But I mean, like, look at this. Like, penalties are an issue, but look at the even strength offense: fifty three percent. Defense is sixty two percent. I mean, he's he's in the top half of the league for almost everything except for finishing and penalties. He's two uh, percent. So he. He's kind of on the Fabry boat here. Um, it's not. It's not going great, Bob. Uh, so, but you know the competition he faces, eighty-five percent. So that that's a boy you can put on the on your first line, and he's had success getting you know on the top half of the league from uh, even strength offense and even strength defense. Uh, he's, he's just twice you know, as, man. He's twice as good as Letty. So no power play time. That if hurts. You are underwhelmed by Letty. Prepare to be whelmed by Hampus <laughs> Lindholm. Hey, can I, can we shout out too? I think uh, before the season started, we talked about Lindstrom's, uh, first of all, he does play on the penalty kill. He gets a lot of penalty kill minutes for us. Uh, he is one of our top penalty killers. Yep. Uh, so you have penalty kill pairing right here, Hampus Lindholm and Lindstrom. There you go. Bingo, bingo. There you go. We got one part of the team figured out. <laughs> Done. God damn it. All right, let's stop sharing this. Uh, we have no more notes for today. Um, I guess well, let's, let me what's check our the next notes game, here. man? Because we, we need to get off this schneid here and stop playing. Oh, good that's teams. right. We do, do have one. Do we more have note. some toilet teams coming up. I, I hope. Yeah, we, we have one toilet team coming up. Oh, thank uh, God, Mike. Arizona, come on down. I Woo! hate to do this, but yeah, we're pulling up another Jay Fresh <laughs> table here. Some people really hate him in the Detroit area, and I think it's just because our advanced stats don't really <laughs> look great, which is funny, right? Like you can't blame them for displaying numbers but yeah that's, that's how they turn out I mean, but Mike, so he's he's got us winning against the coyotes or at least uh we could <laughs> infer that from these numbers uh uh big surprise though right uh we have the advantage <laughs> top to bottom against the coyotes uh who are fighting uh to, for shane wright at this point deep in the fight for shane wright hashtag deep in the fight for shane wright coyotes of course going up against montreal uh who's who's winning some games but anyways back to tuesday's game Mike, I this is the funniest thing in the world because we've been saying it all season that a 500 team's going to 500. Um, yeah. We'll take this one. It'll look easy. We'll probably get a bunch of points from Cider, and then we'll all be happy again, and we'll forget about this past weekend against two Florida teams. Um, that is kind of how it's worked this year as a Red Wings fan. Uh, I'm happy to, to – I'll be going to this game. Um, oh, so, yeah, I picked this game strategically. I said, cool, we'll play the Coyotes. We'll get a nice, easy win. Um, Matt, let me just say that as silly an idea um, as it is to see a horse go ice skating, uh, I got to say the Coyote logo is also pretty ridiculous looking. I don't know what position that co that little Coyote guy is supposed to be. Is that a goaltender? Because he's kind of protecting his five hole, but he's he's kind of holding the stick like he's on, on defense, like on the penalty kill. Is he holding the stick wrong? No, he's got it right. Um, yeah, I, I would say he's a skater, not a goaltender there. All right. He's just protecting his five hole. Got it. Yeah. All right. Uh, Matt, I'm going to pick us because it's at home. Uh, 500 teams going to 500. We got to get back to 500 here. And uh, I'm, I'm pro logo. I think we won the logo battle pretty handily on this can one. I, can I say, too, I did uh, I did some research on uh, – we, we can actually pull this up. Um, but I've, I've been trying to collect some of this data on uh, the wingdings. Okay, to the to the point of a 500 team, it's kind of 500. Uh, I wonder if I can find this head-to-head uh, -head results. Uh, this is, there, there's never been a, a better representation of just that. Uh, looking at us facing the 31 teams in the NHL, 
and where we stop being a 500 team and dip below that. So I'm, I'm just going to share that and then we'll sail off into the sunset. Cause I know we're going kind of, I'm kind of excited here. to see this, but yeah, but uh, this is kind of funny. It's uh, from hockey reference. It shows again, our record against every team in the NHL. And we go right to team number 17 out of 31 that we have a 500 or better record against. <laughs> Wow, <laughs> and then it goes down. Mike, <laughs> a 500 team go to 500 is never more representative than than in this very chart right here. Um, I mean, this isn't to say that we're better than um, I guess across across the league. You know, like half the teams in the league. Uh, we go just a smidgen past uh, teams that we at least have half the points against uh, for all the games we have played them. But it, it, it did tickle me a little bit. I, I thought this was pretty funny that we break it right down in the middle. Uh, I think I think more accurate, right? Maybe if we had the 750, because we do have teams that we gain nothing from. <laughs> but we have gotten eight points from the Buffalo Sabres this year. So that's, that's kind I of I appreciate nice. that. Kinda... Thank you, Buffalo. Yep. <laughs> appreciate your donation. Uh, very right charitable. Direction. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I, I I was very tickled by this. Uh, we've been saying it all season: five hundred team going to five hundred, and absolutely. I mean, the only thing that would have been better is if this was five hundred from top to bottom, even against the very best teams in the NHL. Uh, not there yet, but yeah, yeah we. I, I think what we get to look forward to heading to the end of the season is uh, two more games against uh, Tampa. I think two more games <laughs> against Toronto. We've got another game against oh, Florida. No. Yeah, it's uh. I liked playing those garbage teams up top. I mean, look at that who's who of all our wins. Buffalo. Well, uh, that feels pretty good. Yeah. Uh, underwhelmed. The Flyers. And, man, you look at the teams that have uh, crushed us. I think it's you could you could probably guess it immediately. You know, the Torontos, um, Colorados, the Kings. Oof. Yeah. And then got up. Maybe we can – maybe we'll all catch COVID and we could skip that other Panther game. Like, they'll just reschedule it for next season or something. They don't need to play it. We can skip it. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> All right. Um, I think it's time we sailed off in the sunset. This is always when the the episode gets a little too depressing because uh, we just start <laughs> realizing things might get worse. Uh, so yeah. let's not let's not let things get worse. Uh, we just kind of ended it saying five hundred teams get a five hundred. That's that's what we that's what we want to do. Uh, Jib on uh, just he he did want us to remember not to take Arizona lightly. I think. Um, I don't know. I'm going to say it. I guarantee a win. I'm, I'm doing it. I guaranteed I guaranteed two losses this weekend, so why can't I guarantee a win against Arizona? Let's Jim Johnson, it. I uh, appreciate you as the writer of Stone Cold Steve Austin's uh, entrance music. That's that would cool. be John Stun. This is Jim Johnson. Oh, yeah. I, I take it back. Sorry, I don't give you any credit for that entrance song. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right, right. Um, time to sail off into the sunset. Everybody, uh, thank you for tuning in. I hope we had some fun trying to figure out what Steve's next big move was. Sorry I took a big dump on uh, Martin Netches and just, you know, wanted to discuss it as you guys requested, and we did, and I I do apologize. But um, please don't let that discourage you from commenting on the next live. Uh, But thanks for tuning in, everybody. Uh, we did get, uh, actually, can I, can I do this real quick? Um, you got 60 got seconds, man. New review. Oh my God. We got a new review, review on Apple podcasts. Thank you to hand seven, seven, five best hockey podcast on YouTube and YouTube show ever. I love catching these guys on YouTube. It's an extremely fun show and they know their stuff. Yeah. It works. You just we tricked another one. Woo-hoo! Keep begging for Apple Podcast reviews, and it works. We got one. So thank you so much, Hand775. Really appreciate it. You guys, please. It helped the, the numbers. The, we actually jumped up to the numbers uh, 70 show in um, in North America for hockey podcasts. There, there are like hundreds of hockey podcasts. So because of this review, uh, we jumped up. So I really appreciate it. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, that's how the, the thing works, while they recommend yeah. shows. So, Algorithm, uh, baby. And775, thank you so much. If you guys have a second, please head on over. Um, you know, just keep it keep it in the five range. Um, that might, I, I imagine if we ever get an awful review, that's really good. <laughs> <Those chances. laughs> 
So yeah. Don't even say it, man. Don't even don't even show up if you if you're not thinking five. Don't worry, don't waste your time. Um, but if you are thinking five, we'd really appreciate it. So head on over. All right. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. We're sailing off. Mike was already signing off. I could tell he's he wants to go back to his day. I'm I'm holding him up. What else How should we talk you, about? Yeah, I really things are going real well for me. Um I got to throw old oranges uh under my deck today and then shot a bunch of pledge all over the place because we have skunks again. And allegedly skunks don't like citrus. So if you saw a madman outside with a pledge can throwing orange grenades, uh that was me. Uh have you called uh like the city or I've not called um, the city, uh, but last night after throwing the oranges under the deck, we did not smell skunks. Nice. So it worked, and it was not free, but it was the can, the cost of a can of pledge and Oof. three, three mandarin oranges. That's fun. I, I have some coworkers that uh, there's multiple coworkers who are dealing with a bunch of skunks. I wonder what's going on. Yeah, there's a real skunk problem in this city. I you know? I have a thirty person team. And two people are dealing with skunks at my work. And now I know you. 50% yeah. of Red Wings rant is dealing with skunks. <laughs> All right, let's sail off. I got some skunks to go battle. All um, right, go get them, Mike. Don't get stinky. Don't right. get bit either. I won't get bit. I don't hurt any skunks. <laughs> okay. Thanks, right. man. Bye. I appreciate it. Bye. See you guys. See you guys.